The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. Lord. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her home as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. With this being the last week of Advent, and with us here at Holy Trinity playing with the idea of an extended Advent, we've been in blue vestments now for seven straight weeks. And we didn't even break it up. We didn't break up the blue with a pink Saturday last week like some of our Episcopalian siblings have the tendency to do, in order to really lighten up and infuse a week of joy into what is often a blue, heavy, penitential season of Advent. And for the first time since I've at least been here at Holy Trinity, the final day of Advent perfectly aligns with the winter solstice. Tonight is the longest night of the year, a night where the northern hemisphere pole has its maximum tilt away from the sun. And I love the fact that we get to be together here in this place, on this night, where the shroud of darkness has covered us. And some of us here are in our cozy PJs as I look around. And we get to celebrate. And after worship, drink a warm cup of hot cocoa, look, or sing some of our favorite Christmas carols together. It seems like when we're together here in this way, the darkness is almost transformed. It becomes almost like a, a blanket that covers us and invites us closer together. But even as we here pull together, there are powers and forces outside of this place attempting to divide us and pull us apart. And this week, the dividing forces, I feel like we're at an all-time high. With all that was happening with the vote that was taken to impeach President Trump, all of these forces felt like they were so permeable. I don't know about you, but anywhere I go in the car, I have NPR generally on the radio. But with the impeachment hearings this week, it was really something that broke me. I could not keep it on. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't continue to subject myself to the very divisive rhetoric that was going back and forth and ever intensifying by each member of the House. And while this impeachment hearing ended up being blue, with the Democratic vote prevailing, the result had me feeling like 
nobody won. It felt like we had all lost. With all of our heels collectively dug in, no one budged an inch. And that has me feeling defeated. How can we draw closer? Where can common ground be found? Where can our collective dream be in a world that is so divided? I confess that my dreams of a better future or even a better world are often dashed. And that's the trouble with our dreams. They can be shattered, they can be forgotten. They can fade, they can be deferred. Even dreams, like the nighttime message Joseph receives from the angel of the Lord, revealing to him that the baby in Mary's womb was from the Holy Spirit, that he shall be named Jesus, and that he will save his people from their sins. In this situation that Joseph and Mary find themselves in in our gospel, I can't even imagine how elusive that dream would have seemed. And I think that's what makes our gospel lesson today so remarkable. Because despite all of the odds, Joseph trusts his dream. <coughs> in this gospel narrative of Jesus' birth from Matthew, Joseph's, Joseph's experience gets the spotlight, unlike Luke, where we hear much more about Mary. But if we understand the context of today's gospel story, Joseph was probably about 10 or 15 years older than Mary, and with him engaged to Mary, that was a binding agreement, annullable only by legal divorce. So that means when Mary was discovered to be pregnant, Joseph's intentions to dismiss her, are more specifically intentions to divorce her. And all of this is due to the social stigma and shame that surrounded premarital pregnancy. And especially if the pregnancy was due to adultery, it was not only grounds for divorce, but execution. So the fact that Joseph wants to dismiss Mary quietly makes him quite a righteous person in this time. He's not willing to necessarily give fully in to the honor and shame society that he lives in, since the societal convention would have Joseph shamed very publicly in order to preserve his family's honor. And I'm sure the pain of that decision for Joseph must have been so intense, but just in time, in the deepest darkness of the night, the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph and tells him that the, womb, the baby in, Mary, in Mary's womb is Jesus. And upon awaking, Joseph does as the angel instructs, defying social convention, rejecting the shame of the premarital pregnancy, and he marries Mary, and she gives birth to a son that they obediently named Jesus. Seems like in the midst of our own darkest, deepest blues, <coughs> Joseph found himself. I'm willing to bet that we have at one time or another felt hopeless, or felt the intensity of a decision having to be made. Believing that we will never experience our dreams, that they will never be fulfilled, that our future has been lost. But on this longest, darkest, bluest night of the year, I wonder if this story can be our beacon, reviving our hope in our, even our own wildest dreams. But maybe on the other hand, this story too leaves us longing even more. Longing for such a clear dream like Joseph had. 
If only we could be as blessed as Joseph was to have such a clear dream and to get such a clear sense of direction from such a dream. Joseph, in the midst of his blues, is visited in his dream by a blue angel. And if only we are so lucky to be visited in the midst of our own blues by an angel. But in our longing for a visitation or a sign like Joseph experienced, especially in this longest, darkest, deepest, bluest places of our lives. And when we don't experience that visitation, it might convince us to simply pray for release by taking us from this place to a more heavenly realm. But the good news is that on this blue winter solstice is that Jesus doesn't promise to remove us from our blues, but Jesus redeems our blues by being born into the midst of them. We aren't going anywhere, but Jesus is coming to us in the perfect union of heaven and earth. And that's why we call him Emmanuel, God with us. Because Jesus is born into the bluest of circumstances to be with us in the midst of our moments of deep blue. And because of that, blue is not just the color of sadness, but it's the color of resistant hope that our wildest dreams do come true, that in the deepest dark of night, the treasure of God's presence with us can be found. Blue, after all, is the color of the sky just before the dark. In our Gospel of Matthew, we are given the beginning of the story, where God is made manifest in Jesus Christ in the bluest of nights. And in the last verse of our gospel from Matthew, in the last verse of the entire chapter, Jesus' last words to his disciples are, And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. So what begins with Emmanuel, God with us, also ends with, Surely I am with you always. And as we draw near to one another in this darkest night, let that name Emmanuel echo deep within your heart. Reviving your hope that your dreams are not dashed, but restored in the presence of Christ who is with us always. This birth, against all odds, is the hope that we've been waiting for. The one who makes us one. The Emmanuel, God with us, who will be with us always. It is him who has redeemed the darkness. And on this night, our collective dreams and restored faith can shine bright like a beacon for all the world to see.